Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. We're going to talk about faith. Faith 101. The basics. Amen. Faith needs a lot of partners. Faith by itself will, will lay dormant. It needs hope, and it needs love. It needs patience, just a few I can think of off the bat. So, so if you're going to study about faith, you're going to study about the partners that go with faith that, that, he, that it, needs. it needs. It needs partners for it to work. And the first thing we want to look at is hope. Turn with me to Roman, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Because hope is what's going to activate your faith. And I'm not talking about wishing and hoping and as the world sees it. I'm talking about the hope that's the God kind of hope. See, when we say, a lot of times hope gets a bad rap. Hope, in the Bible terms, is we serve a God of hope. Peter called it, calls it a living hope. First, uh, First Corinthians 13, 13 says, Now abides faith, hope, love, these three. Hope's one of them. You're going to need hope. Hope is a is a is a is just a joyful, confident expectation. You're expecting. Here's the question. Now you got to answer this for yourself. Don't say anything out loud. What are you hoping for this year? Not wishing, not a worldly hope. What are you hoping for God? In His Word and His promises, what are you hoping for out of His Word? Now, if you, if you can't answer that, that's all right. Just get into the Word. Your faith should be working on something, saints. Have a project going. Big, small, little. And I'm really not talking about it. I, I get it. I, I think you should have goals that you can accomplish. I think that's good. But I'm really talking about the supernatural. I'm talking about something you can't do. You can't do it on your own. And listen to me. God, when, when, you, when you get to that point, when you're saying, I can't do it, that's where God wants you to be. That's where he had to take Abraham. He had to take, we're going to get into this. He had to take Abraham to a point, to a place in his life. There was no natural hope. God, had, God waited 25 years. Well, it's a 25-year process. Hallelujah. But God got, finally got Abraham into a place where there was no natural hope. That's, this is when God is able to do the supernatural when you, when you let go of all the things that you're trying to help God with, 
Your only job is to believe. Don't do more than what you're supposed to be doing. Because now we're, you're talking about the performance of the flesh. You don't want Ishmael's. They're hard to keep. They're hard, they, they, they take a lot of feeding. You don't want them. You want the promise. You want the Isaac. Are you with me? So faith is going to have to have some help. And we, we don't talk a lot about hope, but we're going to get into a little bit. Of, we're going to talk some about hope. And now I'm not, by no means is this going to be an exhausted study on hope, but I'm talking about hope as it regards to faith in this, in this uh, teaching. So um, let me get my glasses here. Oh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. So, this is such a common scripture, but it is so powerful. New King James, now faith is, faith is always now, hallelujah, faith is not next year, faith is what you're carrying now, it's always rooted in the past, but it's always now, it's perfect tense, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we see that faith is the substance of things hoped for. No hope, guess what? No faith. That's the reason why I asked the question, what are you hoping for? If you're not hoping, then you, your faith is not in activation. It has to have a goal. And Charles Capps, I heard this years ago, and, and you, you've heard it. I heard it back in the late 80s when I first got into to the full gospel. He talked about the thermostat as a good example of your hope. Hope has no power per se. It's just an activator. It activates the power unit, faith. Faith is the one it gives the substance to. The thermostat, the only thing it does is activates the unit. You set that thermostat at, at, at the desire you want it to be. And the unit will go in to operation, bringing it to pass. The only thing you do is just turn the knob. The only thing we do, we get hope from the Word of God. We set it. We believe it. We start mixing faith with it because we believe. But faith is bringing it to pass. Here again, it's not per se your faith. It's faith from the Word of God. Our part is to believe. Now, this is so simple that you'd have to get someone way off. And there's people, 
I guess, you, I guess let me say this, because there's, there's, there's such a weird teachings going on these days that you have to make sure that what I'm saying, that Pastor, what Pastor Mark, Pastor Jerry, what we're saying lines up with the Word. There's a lot of voices in this world that don't line up with the Word. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Well, so does hope. Hope comes from the Word. Faith comes from the Word. It works in the mind, your imagination. <clears throat> let, me, let me give you an example. When you put a jigsaw puzzle together, you dump all those pieces on your, what do they call that, coffee, on the TV table, or what do they call that, little coffee table. And it may be a thousand pieces, right? My dad, was he was into puzzles. He'd dump all those pieces on there. And what's he do? The very first thing he'll do is set the picture of the puzzle right there in front of him. Why? That is the reference. That's the image that he's building. Now, the image is not the puzzle. It's just an image. When you read the Word of God and, you, and you're believing God for finances, you're believing God for whatever it is, your, your first thing that happens is hope. In other words, you're building the image in your mind. It's not, the, it's not the, the finished manifestation. It's just an image. And you keep that image in front of you. You may, be, you may, you may be, have your hope on being debt-free, whatever that may be. You keep that image out in front of you. It's just like um, Kenneth Copeland called it a blueprint. Hope is like a blueprint. Now, blueprint, the blueprint isn't the house. It's just paper. So the construction crew, they're working off the blueprint. It's the image. Your faith is working off the blueprint. Your faith is the construction crew that's going to work on your behalf because you believe in God, out of His Word, you're building hope, and faith is giving substance to the things hoped for. It's a process. The first step is always building up hope. You have to have hope. Joanne and I, for this year, we always have a vision statement. Now, some of those things that we believed last year carried over to this year. Why? Because our faith is still on it. Our faith is giving substance to the things hoped for. You don't see it in the natural, but I see it in my mind. I have an image in other words, I don't see myself poor because of the Word, because of the hope that's in me. I no longer see myself sick. 
Why? Because of the image that I have placed in my mind called the renewing of my mind to fit what God has called me to have. He's called us to be prosperous. So I want so if I have any type anything else that doesn't line up with the word, I need to cast that down, that image, and replace that image with the word. I got to have hope. It's got to be so strong in me. Actually, I'll even say this. And Kenneth Hagin always said this too. Before he prayed for anything, even though he, he, he obviously, Kenneth Hagin knew the Word, he'd always go back to the Word and spend time in the Word before he would pray it. Why? To get the image, a fresh image. You say, well, Pastor Chuck, I just don't seem to have, can't get that image. It comes by renewing and meditation. If you don't spend a whole lot of time meditation, it's going to be really hard. Meditate. Meditate. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Meditate. Until you, it builds you up so strong. Even before you even pray, you build that image up in you. Make it strong. Get that hope in you alive. That, that man. Now, that's the reference point. That hope is going to keep you from drifting. That hope is going to keep your faith on track. That hope is going to keep you going until you reach your destination, until that unit kicks it off, you, made it, you, cut, you got full manifestation, right? Are you with me? So a lot of times we say faith, 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 but really hope is first. There's got to be hope. So you build yourself up in hope. Don't get skimpy on God. Don't hope for something little. If it's something, listen, I'll be honest with you. There's goals and, and stuff I like to achieve this year. I'll get them done because it's in my, my grasp to do it. But there's still goals. I still like to set goals that I can achieve. But here I'm talking about supernatural. Because some, so we serve a big God. And God wants you to believe for the supernatural. He's supernatural. He is spirit. And the real you is a spirit. We are his children, and we are to imitate God, our Father. He expects you to imitate him. He, God, is, God, is, God has got miracles. There's no reason why you can't believe for a miracle. It's all supernatural. Faith is supernatural. All these things we're talking about is supernatural. You can believe God. That's your job. Your faith. And you set your hope and allow your faith to go to work. Faith will give substance to it. That is the Word of God. Now let's look at Abraham. Abraham's the father of our faith. Let's just look at Abraham. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12 and just see how Abraham did it. I said, how did God get Abraham going here? He starts him off in hope. Amen. Let's look at this. Genesis chapter 12. If I move that. 
Genesis chapter 12. Hallelujah. We'll just drop down to verse 2. Now, look at these pre. Look at this. The, the, look at this. Now, verse two. It says, "I." This is God saying, "I will make you a great nation." You see that? I will. That's future tense, isn't it? That's not now. That's future. I will bless you. That's not now. That's future. I will make you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing, all future. Verse 3, I will bless those who bless you. There again, I will. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You notice the I wills, even in verse 1 and, and, and further down, it talks about I will. I will, I will. Well, hallelujah, God will. If he says he will, he will. But what God is, what is he doing? He's building faith. He's building hope. Hope. Hope is always first. Get the word. Build your hope up. This does not have to be a so-so year for you. Saints, I'm telling you, you ought to get excited. I'm telling you. Hope is joyful. Uh, Paul said, rejoice in hope. Hope causes you to be joyful. Why? Because you know the word works. You have an expected end. A joyful, confident expectation of good is happening to you. But you got to get the you got to get your hope built up. Build it up. Don't let this year go by as just another year went by. Boy, years going fast, aren't they? Woo! What did you accomplish? Another year over. I'm not getting on to anyone because there's some things you just have to stick with it. We have stuff carrying over from last year. We're just sticking with it. Faith's still working on it. We have a construction crew, man. They got their helmets on. It's called faith. And they're working and working and working. I say, good going, boys. Keep at it. I'm just going to relax a little bit. Faith is a rest. So we 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 got our we got our faith statement and uh hallelujah and, and and we expect. And when you're expecting, guess what? There's gonna be a joy about you. Because good things are coming your way. You know, a lot of times, even a lot of times, you got to kind of watch this too. A lot of times, things don't work out. You may not know why, but just leave that go because God's got something better. If something didn't work out and you believe God, don't chalk that up as a faith failure. It could be that God's got something better. A lot of times we say, well, I didn't get this. this." Hey, you just give God praise. He's got something better. Believe for the best. Put your faith out there. Let hope. Give your faith an aim to shoot for. Keep your faith construction crew out there working for you. So there again, 
we, we got our, every year we go through the same thing. We start a new year, we update, the, we update our, 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 our vision statement, if I, if I get the best way to say it, every year. Why? Because things came to pass. We update. Some things did, some things didn't. But I'm not in discouragement because I have an expectancy. So we see here, it's all in the future. Now, you go to the next chapter over, the first chapter 13, and we see the promises start to take effect. We see in verse uh, chapter 13, verse uh, 2, it says, or Abram was, was very rich, livestock, silver, and gold. You can see, What's he doing? He's mixing faith, come on, with the things hoped for. He's getting some results. Some results. Does he have all the results? No. But faith's working on it. Now go with me to the chapter 17. Chapter 17. Now 17. Now, you, we're flying through this, but I'm going to get a point across. God will start you in hope, but hope in itself will not get the job done. There has to be, does this where a lot of people, believe it or not, miss it. There has to be a mixing of faith. There has to be you taking your part in believing God putting the word in your mouth, confessing God's word, and acting on the word the best you know how. In other words, you're walking as far as you know. You're doing all you know to do. You're believing God. So faith is very active, but yet it's, it's not trying to make God to do, it's not trying to make God do something. You're just allowing faith to give substance to it. There's some things God has to line up. See, a lot of things we want it overnight. I want this. I just believe God. And for some reason, it's taken three weeks. You have to allow God to line up the circumstances, to, to line. More than likely, it's involving other people. There has to be an alignment. God has to get that in line. It will come to pass. But a lot of times we, we just, we, 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 we get, faith will give substance to the things hoped for. But if there is a delay, patience will come in and undergird the faith until it's complete you will probably, more than likely, nine chances out of ten, will have to practice or, or allow patience to have her perfect work. You'll have to have patience undergird your faith to take you to that final destination. So here again, faith needs partners. You just keep your focus on the destination, your end result. Just like the jigs jigsaw puzzle, you keep your this mind, 
the, the, your imagination, your, your, you should have a firm set in your mind what you want. And faith will give substance to it. It's the Word of God. Now here we're going to see a transition. Because remember, he hasn't had Isaac yet, right? We're in chapter 17. Now Abraham, I'm telling you right now, he believes it's Ishmael. He does. You go in verse 18. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time talking about this. He, or one place, uh, let me go 18. Chapter uh, 17, verse 18, Abraham said to God, Oh, just, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. He just, he still thinks it's Ishmael. But in God's eyes, there's only one son for Abraham. That's Isaac, the promised son. Ishmael is of the flesh. God does not recognize, even though he blessed Ishmael, and, and evidently, Abraham knew it. But the promised son is Isaac. You go in Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. God said, take Isaac, your only son. He didn't say anything about Ishmael. He's just one son. That's the promised son. So in God's eyes... Isaac is the son. But anyway, verse, uh, us, uh, verse 17, verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God, which we, El Shaddai, walk before me and be blameless. Verse 2. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face. And God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, now get this out. Now, here we're going into a transition. Verse 4 begins the transition. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Verse 5. No longer. Here's a, here's, here's a transition. He's saying something that he has never said before. Most of the time, it's always future tense. But now, now, for Isaac, for the promised son, listen to this. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have. Notice the tense. It's past tense. No longer talking about the future. No longer talking about I will. It's in the here and now. Uh, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. But back up to verse 5, it says, For I have made you a father of many nations. Now, for Abram to accept this, see, it's not all God. He gives you the promise, but he's got to get you to agree with him. Are you saying the same thing? Are you saying what God says? Now, God has told Abram, I have made you. God's done his part. But guess what? 
Abraham's going to, Abram's going to do his part. Well, what's his part? Change his name from Abram to Abraham. Mm-hmm. The guy's 100 years old, changing his name to Abraham. Do you imagine his mind? That hope is going to keep him from wandering around, from going over here. It's going to be an anchor to his soul. We'll get that in just a minute. So God has to get him to agree. Abraham accepts the challenge. He changes his name to Abraham. So we go from hope to faith. God gets the promise in his mouth. That's the, that is key. Get the promise in your mouth. You're calling those things which be not as though they were. You're starting to call the promise to come forth out of you. The promise to Abraham is going to come out of him. It takes it now. See, that takes me back to Genesis chapter 1. When God, when God started calling forth things out of the earth, Abraham is calling things out of the earth, out of his ground. Why? Because the seed, the promise is in him. But he's going to have to call it forth. What is it that you're hoping for? You're going to have to get over into faith, get that promise in your mouth, and start mixing faith with hope. Allow faith to give substance to the things hoped for. You're calling things forth out of you. Why? Because you put the promise in you. That's how it works. It's not coming from over there. Over there. Up there. Well, I'm waiting for God to do something. You got seed. Get the seed in you. Then call it forth. So Abraham, God says, I have, I have made you. So he goes from hope to faith. But we're still not there yet. Because faith now has to do work, right? Faith has to give substance. Faith is working now. Now turn with me, uh, turn with me to uh, Romans chapter four. Romans chapter four. So God. Let's, let's just pick us up. Um, verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to what was, which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Abraham had no reason to hope. He was 100 years old. We just talked about that. But God got him to a place where there is absolutely no natural hope. Like I said before, this is the key. Because you have to let go of everything. There's nothing. Well, actually, there's nothing to, to grab hold of, okay? There's nothing. When you're 100 and God says you're going to bring forth a child, there is nothing there to hold on to. 
Sarah, your wife, has always been barren. She, she never had any, no results. There's nothing to hold on to. She is 90. This is all supernatural. Saints, you were too. As Isaac was, so are we. Paul talks about this in, in Galatians chapter 4. Isaac was supernatural. Guess what? You're supernatural too. We're born. We're, we are the seed of Abraham. We are supernatural. Our birth was supernatural. The world looks at us. They, let, they make fun of us. But we know better. We're born of God. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things pass away. All things become new. It is supernatural. Saints, you can believe for the supernatural. So it goes on to say, verse 19, not being weak in faith, <clears throat> he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the, the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but strong in faith, giving glory to God. Saints, that hope, that's why hope is to keep you from drifting. That hope that, that Abraham had, that hope was always there in his mind. It never moved, but it kept his faith moving. It kept his faith moving to the destination. Saints, keep that hope out in front of you. Keep it in your mind. Abraham, every time he said Abraham, it is constantly renewing his mind. The greatest need in the body of Christ is the renewing of the mind. There's no other, transformation doesn't come by no other way. Not by the gifts of the Spirit. Not, no, no other way. It is the Word. It is the truth of God's worth. That, that truth is, the, is the, the truth. That's the truth that will make you free. That's the truth that will set you free. It is the truth. You've got to keep that Word out in front of you. Constantly renewing your mind to it. Meditation in the Word of God. Saints, it, it, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this is what Abraham did. He kept saying it. He kept saying it. In verse, in verse um, 20, he staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but, but actually, it says, he, but strong in faith. Actually, he grew in faith, is actual the, the Greek giving glory to God, which we're going to talk about most of this at another time. It's really too much here. And being fully persuaded that what He had promised, He, He, God, not Abraham. Abraham just getting in agreement with God. He was able, God, He was able to perform there will be a performance, just like it was for Mary. Let it be unto me according to your word. God will perform it. If we'll just keep in faith, keep our hope active, keep the thermostat set. Don't readjust your thermostat. Come on. If you saw me go over to the thermostat, let's just say you came to my house and you see me at the thermostat, and I was adjusting the thermostat, you probably wouldn't say a whole lot about it. You wouldn't think that much about it. 
But if you see me going over to the thermostat every 30 minutes, you would probably say, what's going on? What, what are you doing? And I would say, well, I'm adjusting my thermostat. I'm not getting the results I want. And probably you're going to tell me, just leave it go. You've got to give it time to work. Let's just leave it alone. You've got your vision. You've got your hope out there. You know what you want. You've got the image. Faith is working on it. The unit's kicked on. Leave it go. Let it work, dummy. Now, I would say, okay, you're right. I'll leave it go. And sure enough, you know what? In a couple of hours, it was where I wanted it. You're right. I guess I was a dummy. It'll work. The unit will work. The thermostats work. Just let it, give it time. Amen. Abraham gave it time. Amen. But here's the thing. Once God changed his name over from, Ab from, from Abram to Abraham, within a year's time, a year's time, manifestation came. <laughs> Now, why did God, why didn't, I always wondered, we don't have all the answers. Why didn't God change his name a little sooner? I don't God will let you go. He'll let you have your Ishmael's. He'll let you do your thing until you get to the place. Well, there's no other hope there. There's nothing else left. God, I guess I have to trust you now. There's nothing else. There we go. You let go of everything else. God, I will let you be God. I'll let you be Father. I'm taking my hands off the whole thing. I believe you. I keep your word in my mouth. I believe you. But you're the performer. And I just give you praise. Just like Abraham, he gave him glory, praise, Thank you, Father. I just rejoice in victory. Amen. So Abraham has his, I call it a vision statement just by saying his name. That was his vision statement. I am Abraham. It's just like the woman with the issue of blood. She had a vision statement, remember? She heard about Jesus. She heard about his ministry. Faith came alive. And then all of a sudden she starts to confess. If I, if, I just may, if I just touch his clothes, I shall be whole. What is that? That's a vision statement. If I can just touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And she kept saying it. What is that? That's, that's Hebrew, Hebrews 10.23. That's holding fast to your hope, your vision statement. statement. What is it that you want this year? Hold fast. Allow faith to give substance to it. Keep your faith active. Keep the construction crew on the job. Don't let them rest. You keep at it, boys. And you're going to keep working until I have manifestation. Chop, chop. 
And I'll kick back and relax because I believe God. Barnabas, you know, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they told him to shut up. Be quiet. Well, thank God he didn't give up. He just got louder. Right? You know the story of Barnabas. He just got loud. No, I'm not going to shut up. I have an expectancy. A joyful, confident expectation of good. Something good's coming my way, and I'm not going to shut up. So what's he do? He keeps confessing. He keeps saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible said Jesus stopped. Uh Uh-huh. What's going on? Hope being mixed with faith. Hope giving substance to the things hoped for. Jesus recognized that voice of faith. It stopped him in his tracks. Hey, Jesus didn't have wasted time. Jesus is on a mission, man. He's he's going places. But it stopped him right there. What is is this? What, What am I hearing? Faith. God's not a respecter of persons. He'll hear you. So what are you believing for for this year? Don't think small. Come on. We serve a God. He's given you the measure of faith. He's given you hope. A lot of times, and I, I, I'm guilty of this too. I'm not, by no means, I, I have arrived yet, but a lot of times we limit God just by our small thinking. And God wants to do so much more. You know, a lot of times we, I just hold up my cup, fill my cup with a song. God will fill your cup, but he wants, he, wants, he wants that cup overflowing. Well, ain't that wasteful? No, it's prosperity. It's not wasteful, it's prosperity. That cup overflowing to the point the ground is covered with water. It's overflowing to the point you're walking in a river. It's overflowing so much you're in a river. That's prosperity, saints. He wants to overflow you. But a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll think, well, you have to remember, God called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. He's taken you out. Just think about it. Because of Jesus... Because you called on the name of the Lord, God was able to take you out of darkness and put you into the kingdom of His beloved Son. If He did that, whatever you're asking for is pennies to that. What He accomplished there in your new birth was supernatural, the power of God. What you're believing God for is, is prepares to nothing hardly to that. So don't limit God. See, that's what happened to the children of Israel. They limited God. God delivered them out of Egypt, the bondage, by His power. And in and, and Psalms, I think 78 or someplace, they limited the Holy One of Israel. Because they did not remember 
His power of deliverance. Saints, God delivered you out of bondage. Don't you do the same thing Israel did. You put yourself in remembrance of what He did. He took you out of darkness. You're, in, you're, you're a new, creature, new creation in Christ Jesus. How can you top that? So don't limit God. He is well able. You just, listen, you, you may say to me, well, Pastor Chuck, I don't really know what to believe. I, I really don't, I don't really have, I don't, I don't really know what to believe God for. Ask Him. Ask God, Lord, what is it you have me to believe for? What is it? What, what can I believe for? And believe, listen, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. If you will just delight, make yourself soft and pliable, have a willing heart, go before the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to do this year? What can I believe? What, what, what is it? He'll tell you. That's a humble heart. A willing, humble heart, God will open your ears to hear. So what are you saying, Pastor Chuck? I'm saying don't think small, think big. Think big. Put yourself in remembrance. You, you came out of darkness just like that. Just because you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. If God did that, how much more can He do for your, your life on this earth? He is well able. Well able. Amen. That's all, that's all, praise the worship team come up and we'll get the, the, the guys ready for, uh, get the communion elements ready. Put yourself in remembrance, saints. God is well able. If you can't think of anything to believe God for, just go before the, before the Lord asking, Lord, what is it you want me to believe for? He'll tell you. And I guarantee you, if you go with a humble heart, He'll stretch your faith. He'll give you something to hope for that's so big that He'll stretch your faith. Man, Lord, can I do that? Well, why would He tell you? You're well able. Just put the Word first. Get the Word in you, saints. Meditate in it. Put yourself in remembrance. Hallelujah. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.